Welcome to the Mouska Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We're your hosts, Jennifer. Hello. Lori. Hi. And Juliana, that's me. All our Mouska Moms are finally and temporarily back from overseas, and we can't wait to dive into comparing our recent trips with Adventures by Disney versus National Geographic down the Danube. But first, of course, today we must do a mouse cocktail. All right, so today we are going for a classic since we were all over in Europe. Um, I'm sure you guys had one of these. I had quite a few of these. Um, it's the April Spritz. Um, so it's people basically, anytime I was looking for this uh, recipe, it, they're basically, it's summer, it's Italy summer in a glass. Um, it's a really easy recipe. It's three ounces April, three ounces Prosecco, and one ounce of club soda. And an orange slice. And over there, they have a bunch of different variations of this too. Um, so they can do, you know, different flavors, that type of stuff. But I'm, did, I think I saw a picture of Jen at least drinking one of these. Yeah, I drank a lot in Greece, but I, we drank mostly wine and beer in the Danube. True. The Aperol Spritz is, um, it is a quintessential, though you're right, it's quintessential European cocktail. In 2019, I saw them everywhere in, in Paris, and I thought, is this just a European thing? But then I came to learn that among the 20-somethings and 30-somethings here in the U.S., it was actually taking hold as well. It's a pretty popular drink over here for younger people. Um Jen, you said in Greece they make them with grapefruit soda? Yes. Yeah, some of grapefruit. I had one with like a cranberry that was kind of mixed in. So they do have different variations of this one. Um, See, I got got tired of the wine on the Danube and obviously no beer. So I would, when we were off, this is what I would order all the time. I am not a huge fan of the Aperol spritz. I'm not going to lie, but I think it's because sometimes they just put a little too much Aperol in there. Like this is not a sweet drink at all. No, no. It's bitter, in fact. It's it's bitter like my soul. That's why I like it. (laughs) But I think sometimes they, like, because Aperol is kind of syrupy, and I think that sometimes they add a little too much. Yeah, well, just like every other drink, it depends on who's making it, right? Um, I See, I like it when it's super, super hot out. Maybe it's more that the ice cubes have kind of watered it down a bit. Um, But it's just, it's a good drink when it's hot out. It's a great drink when it's hot, and it was great. It's great in places like Italy and Greece because it's so hot there and this is so refreshing but goes down way too quickly it's a beautiful color it's a beautiful color the the grapefruit one was so good i'm addicted it's a good one it is all right so we have our drink now we have our drink so now we can talk travel we are back from our adventures we've been 
I don't know. I feel like I've been gone for six months. Um, it, it was long. It so, was long. so Lori, a few weeks ago in uh, end of June, right, did yep. um, a similar itinerary to ours uh, through Disney with National Geographic expeditions on the Amaviola. She went from Budapest to Munich on an adult-only Nat Geo cruise. And then Jen and I just got back yesterday. Was it just yesterday? <laughs> we did an Adventures by Disney on the Amalaya in the opposite direction from Munich to Budapest. And ours was a family-friendly, I should—I don't even want to say family-friendly. It was a family-catered experience, um, both on the Danube, both on sister ships on Ama waterways. So yeah. shall we? dive in. Martin Let's Fon. dive in. I think there's a lot to talk about. I think that even though these were both Disney run cruises and they were both on Ama waterways, I think that we all, we had different experiences for sure. Mostly because Lori, you did adults only and we did family catered. That's the biggest thing. So for people that don't know, I literally haven't talked to them in terms of the differences because no. that was my biggest question coming off this is how the heck this was going to work with kids. Mm -hmm. um, it does. So that is my biggest question is in terms of how it worked with kids. Cause I was told some things that they were going to change a little bit of how the, how the ship worked and the logistics of how food worked and all that. So, so the, the our listener will hear um, like as we're discussing it as well. But I think that let's just explain like at baseline how this works in general. So we were on an Ama Waterways ship. The crew is all Ama Waterways. The cruise director is Ama Waterways. The food, everything on the ship is Ama Waterways. But Disney and Nat Geo actually, I guess, charter these cruises where they buy out the ship and run their programs on them and on the itinerary and on the cruise. So the guides that you have are from Disney and Nat Geo. Um, so that's sort of the difference here. Because um, I think it gets confusing to people when you talk about doing a Nat Geo cruise. They don't, you know, they're like, wait, I'm confused. Where were you? <laughs> what, what were you doing? So that's how that works. Um, and we could also touch, I think, a little bit on how different river cruising is from ocean cruising. If you're a family who's done Disney Cruise Line, this is a completely different experience. So I think by the end of the podcast, you'll, you'll have a better understanding. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning. Um, so I think the beginning experiences were pretty identical. We got um, beautiful digital handbooks from Adventures by Disney and Na National Geographic with the itinerary in, a, in them, with the names of the hotels, with all of our stops, with the excursions, all the things. We got those about three to four weeks before we left so that we could look into that. Um, we all decided to arrive a day early. We do that in general because flights are always iffy and with a river cruise or a cruise in general, you're not going to want to show up the day of departure just in case something happens with your flight. So Juliana and I showed up to, we arrived in Munich the day before we were supposed to get on our ship and Lori and your mom, you also arrived a day early. We arrived Budapest. a day early too. And if anything, you have to arrive a day early period, but I think it also helps with time zone changes too. So Jet you're lag. not an absolute zombie monster getting on the ship. But you guys in Munich was a bit different because you guys had a long drive between Munich and where you were meeting the ship. 
We did. And if we hadn't gone early to Munich, we wouldn't have seen Munich because yeah. the, the, the port is about, I want to say it was two hours, two hours, two yeah. hours away from Munich. So fun. Yeah. Yes. So we, by arriving a day early, we were actually able to see sites in Munich before we had to meet Adventures by Disney right. to go board the ship the next day. So in Munich, and just like in Budapest where Lori started, you can choose to use the pre-stay hotel through Disney um, or not, right? Um, we did, we did, Jen and I did not. Um, um, but one of the things that just makes these things so easy and so wonderful is that you can have it all handled for you and everything. So we had to make our way to the Disney hotel the morning of departure to catch the bus to the cruise port. Um, and I'm sure that was the same for you, Lori. Yeah, we, um, ours, like I said, was a bit easier because we were just right in Budapest. So it was, you could get to Budapest. Um, you're obviously already there the night before. So you just had to get to the dock. Lots of people just went early, dropped bags off, and then went back into Budapest um, because the dock was so close. Mm -hmm. Where I know where you guys were in, what was it, Bell's, whatever it name is. There's, there's nothing there. Right, <laughs> right. So that's a lot. So that's one thing to, to know. Budapest is probably the only city on the whole itinerary that is literally on the river at the, at the cruise point, everywhere else you couldn't just walk on and off. Um, I mean, you could walk on and off, but you weren't walking on and off into Vienna or into Salzburg or, you know, that's not really how it works, but, yes. um, but nevertheless, but I think you did say something and, and then we kind of moved on. But I think it's important to know there were people when we were getting off of our flight in Munich, there were people who were going to be on Adventures by Disney getting off at the same time. Because when we left customs and everything, there were adventure guides waiting for them to pick them up. Whereas Juliana and I had to figure out how to call an Uber right. and how to get to our hotel. And then our hotel, we couldn't check in right away because the hotel, right. uh, the room wasn't ready until right. after three. Right. These people who were doing the entire trip through Adventures by Disney, they had their guide waiting for them at the airport right outside of customs. They didn't have to worry about how they were going to get to the to the hotel. They were brought to the hotel. They were checked in automatically. They got their rooms. They got snacks. They got water. <laughs> Everything and that was, was right. catered. And that was our choice, certainly. And we were like, no, nah, we don't need that. We're comfortable. We want to do our own thing for a day. But let me tell you that when that day arrived, that day was about three months long. And Jen and I were like maybe regretting our decision a little bit at, at one point. Cause we're I like, will, oh. I will tell you, even in Budapest, we a hundred percent regretted our decision. Um, even Budapest being a huge city and thinking it'd be easy because the port is so close to that city. Um, one motorcycle convention and you're done for. We could, <laughs> get, we could not get to the port to save our lives. Um, and we had a very stressful time of taxis not understanding where we were going. I was not able to call taxis. Um, so I will say going forward, I would just stay with National Geographic Adventures by Disney on your pre-hotel. Let them handle the transportation. It is very stressful trying to figure that out. It is completely different than a cruise ship. It's not like you have to be there by 4 p.m. and you're set to go. I know you guys did an Oktoberfest 
that night. Mm -hmm. So the ship was there for a little bit. We ended up staying there overnight and staying in Budapest the next day mm -hmm. anyways. Um, mm -hmm. So that helped quite a bit. Um, but still, I 100% would go through them. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's something to be said for the ease of guided group travel in general. But with Adventures by Disney and National Geographic, it is above and beyond. I mean, the it was literally like having your mom there with you because no, they brought snacks for us. And like you couldn't even say I'm thirsty before there was water in your hand. Like it was yeah. like it. But we'll get into all of that. Yeah. So. Getting on board this ship um, is easier, obviously. If you I was going to say, were you guys shocked by how easy and no, like, there was no fanfare. There was no, like, sitting in the terminal. There literally, we got off the no bus, paperwork. walked onto the ship. It's we walked into amazing. the lounge. They offered us a cocktail. We it's sat down. They gave us a little intro program. It literally is your home away from home. Come and go as you please. Like there was no passport. There, everything had already been taken care of. You submitted all your documentation. When you get on the ship, they hand you a card with a barcode on it. And they just ask you to scan it every time you come and go so they can keep track of people. Because um, they don't want to leave without you. In fact... They will, but they don't want to. They'll double check. In fact, I scanned my card getting back on the ship one day and I, I know I did it, but I guess it didn't take. And, you know, we got a call in the room saying we're missing a passenger, Mrs. Groman. And I was like, oh, no, I'm here. This is me. They were like, OK, thank you. So <laughs> you were they, that girl. I guess so. Girl. At least it wasn't over the loudspeaker. At least they called the room first. Had we not answered, they might have been like paging. And then you were that girl. It's you know, <laughs> it would have been fine because we were with such a cast of characters. But anyway, we were talking about getting on board the ship and how easy it is. Can I just also give like a personal impression moment of getting on the ship? It's a very small group of people. We had 120 on our ship, which is, I think, actually fairly large. For... I was going to say, we had 90. Yeah. So we had 120 people. You do get to know your traveling companions. You don't have to. There were some families that were quieter than others. But by and large, everybody really by the end is is connected and and you learn so much about people which is really really fun so but when we were getting on the ship I kind of felt like I was getting on to like um I said this to Jen I was like I feel like I'm in an Agatha Christie novel like Death on the Nile where all the <laughs> cast of characters is getting on the ship and who's gonna end up doing what to who's who, gonna like, end up dead what's the drama <laughs> that's gonna unfold like I was looking around like you know like everybody Everybody knows, right, that they're about to get to know these people because it's a small group, blah, blah, blah. And so everyone's everyone's sort of looking at each other and and I don't want to say sizing each other up, but you I totally was just are. We 100% were. Yeah. I mean, not in a, you're just like wondering what, who am I going to talk to? Who's going to, like, you know, everyone's in this shared experience. Usually every, I, we sat there and I'm like, who's going to annoy me the most? Let's not go by them. Who is, so you know, who can I, who would I like to speak to? We ended up meeting some really wonderful people and having an absolutely great time. And it, it was lovely. But but that was how I felt getting on the ship. Totally. I was like, and then, of course, there's the feeling of, you know, everyone's sizing you up, too. <laughs> so you're like, hmm. and then you're just like, I don't, you know, you like the three I was of us saying, like, I mean, what else? was on their best behavior the first like night that you're on there and the first day. And then from there on out, you pretty much got to really know the people because then they start showing how they actually were. 
Yeah, um, that is true. It it but it was great. I think was, ours started immediately in Oktoberfest. I'm not so yeah, I'm not certain anyone was ever on their best behavior on our no. cruise. But yeah, I will say I like the fact that you guys started with the Oktoberfest. So ours ended with Oktoberfest, mm -hmm. um, which was great. Everyone sat down, you knew everyone at that point. The Oktoberfest was fine fun. But I like the fact that you started with that because you actually got to go in there and get to know people where when we started in Budapest. They had a captain's dinner that night. I believe most people were there, but then people got off because we were in Budapest. You're in Budapest. And the next day we toured, we stayed in Budapest. So it wasn't like a get to know everyone type deal because people kind of had their own agendas mm -hmm. and kind of had what they wanted to do while we were in there. Mm -hmm. um, so you really didn't get to see everyone until kind of the night of day two when the ship actually left Budapest. I think the other di difference um, is that ours was family oriented. Yes. And so there were a, there was a huge effort to mingle and get to know each other, um, not just in the Oktoberfest tent, but also in our kind of debriefing or whatever you want to call it. When we first got on the ship, they did a lot of like, where's everybody from? And, you know, the kid, we the kids were were up and active and it was it kind of it was a great start to the vacation because it definitely set the theme of all right we're going to be spending every waking and non-waking hour together over the next 10 days and and this is going to be our family and our home and let's do this thing and it was it was kind of nice it was a good way to start but i think it's definitely because there were kids there they had like a, so we had four adventure guides, two locals and two Americans, but all Disney's. And they were the ones that, that, you know, directed all the activities, like I said. Um, and they had a little stuffed Minnie Mouse that every evening there was a, okay, everybody meet in the lounge and we're going to talk about what we're doing tomorrow. And so every night they would give it to a different family to take pictures with on their trip, like a flat Stanley. So that sort of thing got everyone all you know excited it was definitely a high energy um experience it um it, it was in the the primary goal was fun and and a lot of education too okay so when you guys got on the ship did they have all the people that were standing on the stairs to bring you directly to your room no Oh. We were brought directly to the lounge first. Okay, so that is different. We when we got on, all they had a whole bunch of staff that were lined this the staircase around the mm -hmm. elevator. They were, and they immediately checked us. Like said, we took our names. They gave us our car, or they didn't give us our cards. And they just said, "Okay, you're set to." Oh no, they did give the cards, and then they walked us directly to our room and yeah. showed us our room, explained everything, and then basically said, listen, you can go to the lounge, that might be the difference, or you can head back and think crashed. I think that's the big difference too, because we all, I mean, first of all, we came from the bus because we all came from two hours away in Munich. So right. we all took the bus together to the port and then we went right onto the ship and they brought us right into the lounge. They gave us cocktails and snacks and did some like, welcome activities the guides introduced themselves we in, they introduced the mickey mouse the Minnie mouse stuffed animal thing and then they released us um uh by there were only three decks so they re released us deck by deck and we went out and that's when we were shown to our cabins um and then we had the oktoberfest that night so it was definitely like I said, a really 
good way to start yeah. the cruise because we were all together and they, you know, they right. brought us together before they let us go out. And there's and nothing else to do in Bill Sofen. So, yeah. I mean, that's, so that's, I think by virtue of the fact that they were just the opposite itineraries and less so because of the differences between Adventures by Disney and National Geographic, I would mm -hmm. imagine. Um, so, yeah, I so guess- the basic setup of the ship, I, I, I'm going to assume that they were the same. <laughs> we both were. Yeah, on... we were on the sister ships exactly, I think, the same because both of ours holds Adventures by Disney as well. Yeah. And so they were both, I mean, these are not gigantic ocean liners. These are small um, river cruises. So they they have much fewer cabins. There aren't 12,000 restaurants. There were two, well, three, I guess. There was a lounge that had a bar that they always had snacks and, you know, continental breakfast set up in. Then they had their main dining space. And then they also had a chef's table dining room at the other end of the ship. Um, the rooms, you know, if you've been on a Disney cruise, they're not that much different. They're a lot smaller because the ship is a lot smaller. I was going to say a lot smaller. Yes. So your family of five will not be in one cabin at all. Not even your family of four. I think they sleep up to three. Did you guys actually cabin. see a room set up with three? We did. We did. We were nosy. We peeked so in. So where we does the third bed go? I don't yeah. know if these rooms are a little bit bigger than ones that they put they three people in. They are a tad. So they told us they're a tad bigger. So they put it perpendicular to the other two beds. And it's other... like the Disney cruise um, where the attendants set up and dismantle the bed every single day to give you more room in the cabin. But it was like a trundle bed that came out yeah. in front of at the foot of the other two beds right it's so a cot. if you had two parents and like a child two parents could take the twins push together right and then the child would take a trunk what yes. we had a lot on our ship was families of five mom and dad yeah. in a room with the bed together and then the three kids in the room right next door Oh, um, none okay. of the rooms have connecting doors, but parents seem to be quite comfortable um, allowing that. And of course, it's quiet and safe, and there are built well, babysitters. Say too, like what was the minimum age? So we had, I think, I think Rose was the littlest, and what was she eight? Six? No, she was six. She yeah. was, and this kid was the one, the young one, the youngest one on the ship. If, if her was, parents are listening, we love your kids. Um, she was a trooper. She, she came with so us well to the late night excursions. She was so, oh my gosh, she was so cute. So, but speak, let's talk about, we were talking about the food real quick. And I think we wanted to touch on that. So one of the first things they say when you get on the ship is, don't worry, you'll be fed. Like my yeah. biggest concern with guided group travel in general is that I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So I, I struggle with set meal times and things like that. But they set that fear to rest immediately when they were like, listen, we have early risers breakfast in the lounge if you want it. We have full service breakfast in the dining room if you want that. If you don't want that, instead, you can come back up to the lounge and we'll have breakfast in there. And then we have, you know, second breakfast and 11Zs and all the things, right? Tea like, and there's high cocktail tea. Hour. We never made it to tea because we were always so dead tired at that hour. But we saw some people doing tea and they brought little tea cake. I mean, there is constantly food, so not to worry. And you, there um, was, we had like a tapas menu too at the tea where you you could do the tea plate and then they had a whole tapas menu of just food that you yes. could just order. 
we I saw the menu every day and never made it. Like I no. just because it was like four thirty to five thirty, and either we were still out on an excursion because we'll get into that eventually. There's this is a nonstop experience, um, but you can choose what you want to do. Of course, we have FOMO, and you know it was recon, so we did everything. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts, and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. But the other thing about food, too, was the difference between the family cruise and the adult cruise is that they would take the kids at night sometimes. So you could have your children in the dining room with you. You had to, you know, if you were doing dinner some nights, but other nights they would do a pajama party with pizza or they did a tiki party with mocktails before dinner or after dinner. But there were two nights where they had a party. They did a movie party. They did really cute stuff with the kids. And by the end of the trip, they were all friends. It was adorable. It was was just like, um, I mean, not, it was not just like a Disney cruise line cruise, but it was, they don't worry about the kids. No. And it was, but did they do that stuff? So, there's the dining room downstairs, the lounge upstairs. Yes. So the kids were in the lounge. The mm-hmm. kids were in the lounge, and you could you could go, you could skip it, you whatever you wanted to do. But I was I don't even remember why I was up there one night, and most like ninety five percent of the kids were in there. They just mm-hmm. chose to go up there because they were having so much fun. They did a karaoke night with them. Well, they did the karaoke night with all of us, right. which was wonderful. But the adventure guides got up with the kids and sang yeah, with them, good. which was really, really sweet. And that sort of opened it up for everyone to really let loose and have a good time. It, it became such a familial sort of atmosphere. It was really fun. Um, but the so kids are, ranged in ages from six to 18. 18. So what and they were all participating. That top level, which is the upper deck, which is basically yes. the sun deck, if you want to call it. And ours had a pool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ours super too. tiny pool. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they just had lounge chairs anywhere. Did they set any other games or anything else for the kids up there? That's where they did the tiki party. And okay. they did the ice cream sundae party up there too. Okay. How were so, the kids in the pool? Because that pool is tiny. We're not talking like a cruise line pool. We didn't have the best swim weather. Yeah. Okay. So I don't the- think they did anything planned with the kids in the pool. But their kids were in the pool. Like families were in there a couple of times when it was a little bit warmer. And it was it was fine. It was definitely not like your um, Disney Cruise Line with the, with the water coaster and everything. But, okay. you know... It, it was it was usable, um, but honestly, they kept us so busy right. that we That's didn't even have time for the pool. Right, was, I, went, were... I went in the pool twice, and it actually wasn't a pool. They made the pool a hot tub. It was honestly a hundred degrees, and it had jets. Which it was down later. Yes, it was chilly for a lot of our trip. And so you know how I don't like to be cold. And I had heard like, we need to call ahead and tell them to turn the pool on because it wasn't quite warm enough. And yes. I was like, oh, never mind. And then again, like Jen said, we were just so busy. There was really only one day where there was time in the afternoon to use it. And and sure enough, the kids did. I went up there and they were just happy as little clams. It was so cute. Um, 
Okay, so, so let's we we touched on the food a few times, but now we have to touch more on the food. Okay, you but guys, overall, but since we're comparing though, like overall, what was the atmosphere for you? It, I mean, that's it was there was no kids, so yeah. there was no. I think in terms of like entertainment, that ours was a bit different. You had karaoke, we had a disco night. Um, you know, you had a tiki bar. They had a singer come in that did like loungy music. There was no karaoke. Um, they had a late night bar that I saw twice that came out at 1030, which was like late night food. Oh. Um, but nobody was up. I felt so bad for these servers. They kept setting up all this food and there was nobody up. It was a ghost town. That's it. Yeah. We had people, I mean, they, we closed that, bar, that late night bar down a couple times. Yeah, no, we, I think my mom and I were probably the latest ones there. And I think we left every night at 10, 10 30. We like literally two nights, we made it a point to stay up because I wanted to see the late night bar because PR, the late night food, because people kept talking about it. And I made a point and I stayed up, I saw it and I went to bed. And that was, we were the only ones in there. Mm -hmm. The only ones. Yeah. And can I ask you, so I know that yours was adults only. Let's talk about those adults. Were they like, where did you fall age wise in that? 20 years place? younger. Okay. At, at yeah. least. Um, we were not. We were, we were, um, there were some people who were younger than us. There were some people who were older than us. There were multi-generational families. So you had mom, dad, kids, grandma, grandpa, um, but also like younger adults traveling together. Like it was kind of surprising in the very best way possible because we, so one of the Viking ships was kind of following us like directly yep, behind did. us at all of the different ports. So we saw them a whole lot um, on land, like doing their thing. And I, I did take a picture one day and I posted it on our Facebook page just to, I didn't post anybody's faces, but just to see like the group of blue haired, yep. <laughs> white haired people with Viking and then our group that not not just had families with kids but also a really large amount of like people in their 40s 50s um, it was a very diverse group yeah this very. was not diverse at all um I, I I was at least the youngest by 20 years um yeah. my mom <laughs> came with me she was still on the younger side yeah. Um, but there was there was quite a few that were her age. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd probably say maybe like a fourth of them, and then everybody else was older. And actually, they one of the National Geographic experts made a joke, and I don't think it went over well. I thought it was funny. Um, but she was talking about how your phone can um find your faces and it'll recognize faces and you can search by certain faces and it'll create profiles. And she said in this group would be a little tough because it's all gonna be the same blue gray haired type of crew <laughs> and I thought it was hysterical because it was a hundred percent the case that's yeah. what it was on this ship um so definitely the National Geographic is definitely on the older side um now you could definitely be in your 40s 50s and have a great time um just knowing that there are going to be majority of older people on there and that definitely affected the atmosphere at night for sure yeah, we def we had a much different experience because I think of the ages of the people 
on our sailing because we, I mean, we closed down the, the bar a couple of, surprise, surprise. Good we time. closed down the bar a couple We were not the only ones. What right. time it closed up. I could not even tell you what time they closed. Ironically, neither could I. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there. And I was there. Yeah. So, so that's now, a big difference. I but. think we only have time to just like briefly talk about the the specifics of the food. Yes. Yeah, we can do a little bit of the food and then we're doing this in two parts. So the next episode, I think we're going to do tours and the ports and that type of stuff and how that yeah. worked. Um, yeah. Food wise, I think it's a little different. I thought the food was fine. My expectations were super low at the basement type low. Um, and I thought the food was fantastic more than what I thought it was going to be. I had my mom with me who is very basic in her food. She does not like to go past the normal uh, meats, potatoes, that type of thing. Um, so she really liked the food and everybody on ours talked nonstop about liking the food because um, I think if they were to do different types of food, it would not go over well. Yeah. So the food was fairly basic. Um, and the basic stuff was the good stuff. I think they had some more adventurous meals that half of them, I think were great and half missed. I had some really delicious, exciting things. I had like a really yummy, they were like thinly sliced beets covered with a goat cheese mousse. Yes. And that was absolutely delicious and, and atypical because they were like there was like pineapple on it too. It was very unexpected. It sounded concerning. I think we had the same thing. I remember that It was that delicious. One. You know, you know so that was interesting though. Like, so it, this is different than talking about an ocean cruise again, because we had kind of two categories of food on this trip. We had the food that we ate on the cruise, on, yeah. on the ship. And then there were a lot of our meals that were also included during our tours on land. And so, um, so the quality was a whole lot different. I, I had zero hopes or expectations for any of the food while we were on the land, just because I've done guided tours before and they usually take you to wherever they get the highest commission from the restaurant. And so it's not always authentic. It's not always local. It's not usually great. But the meals that we ate with Adventures by Disney on land were some of the best meals that I've had ever. They were um, really fantastic. Right. So again, like I think the basic food they did on the ship, the meat and potatoes was was always good. Some of the other stuff was good. But but being able to they took us to authentic experiences in country, in destination. And that was awesome. So and and what and you knew because when you walked in to you know the wine house in in Austria I think it was there okay. were there were tons of Austrians in there like wherever we were they took us to to local places which was probably similar for you I was gonna say it's completely different we, <gasps> did, not, we did not have a single meal with National Geographic. That was my favorite part. They we did not. We were on our own. Every tour we had, they gave us lunch on our own. Um, and we were, which I liked. See, that would have driven me nuts. So because oh, well, that's I what I was very nervous I about. I did not want to go to a restaurant somebody else picked. I like walking around finding one. Or if we didn't want to eat a sit down, we'd go try three or four things that we found on stands. 
So we never, we did a beer tour where we had beer and they had a charcuterie plate. That was the most organized meal we had outside of National Geographic. We, every single meal we did, we were on our own, um, which I loved. They, the tour guides are fantastic and gave us recommendations, but we never had an actual meal where National Geographic organized it. Every single meal was either on the ship or with the company, every single one. Um, we had time to explore and have snacks on our own. You could snack on your own, but every single meal was included. Vienna, we ate on our own. We ate lunch on our own in Vienna, but we didn't have to. We could have gone back to the ship for lunch. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, we ate by ourselves in Vienna. No. Yes. We ate by literally every single place. And we, they, what they would do is they'd give us two hours and we would be done with a tour and they would say, you have two hours to go see what you want. If you want to go eat, we recommend X, Y, Z. You can go here and meet us back here. I think well, I would yes. like that also. I would too. Um, I think I would like that also. However, I'm not, I, I am surprised by how much I enjoyed just it being taken care of. Like, for example, in Budapest, and we can talk about this when we do the tours conversation, they took us to a, a traditional restaurant and not only did they set up the lunch meal for us but they had entertainment brought in um mm-hmm. so yeah it was i think pretty cool that was one of the we also moved around quite a bit so i think you guys stayed in places a little bit longer where we were in there in the morning we had lunch on the ship and then we left oh, or we didn't no. get in until lunch we'd eat lunch on the ship and then we'd get off to do the tour So we had two mornings where we actually had on the ship because that's when we were moving. And then at lunchtime we ate and then we got off and we were off till eight, nine o'clock at night. So it was very different. It was a bit different in terms of that. Um, And due to, I think, the age, overall age on the ship, Mm -hmm. a lot of meals were done on the ship because I don't think people were ready to venture out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you had that option every Every single day, we had the option to go back to the ship for a meal if we wanted to. And in fact, you know, while we're talking about that, I think this is a great place to end. But none of the things that they offered on the ship or as with the tour was mandatory. This was definitely a this is what we're going to give you. You pick and choose what you want to do to kind of create your own vacation. And again, like what what Juliana was saying, we have severe FOMO and we were on a recon mission. So we we pretty much did everything that they offered for us. And I was not disappointed. Um, I was exhausted. I was I'm still exhausted. (laughs) Lori, were you exhausted? Um, We were. um, I think it was a bit different because you two were together. If I would have looked at my mom and said, we're taking a nap, she would have slapped me, pulled the pillow from underneath my head and kicked me out the door. So (sighs) there was no nap times. There was no. So I was exhausted. But I think come day three, my exhaustion was just whatever. There was nothing I could do about it. Mm, Um, And we also had a lot of talks and seminars because you're with National Geographic. So you're with a National Geographic expert and photographer. Um, and we obviously, because I was on there to learn, I was at those talks every single day. Um, so there was no nap time. There was no, I think one day, the only day I got frustrated is we had 35 minutes from when we got back to dinner 
to shower and that was both of us and two yeah. girls trying to get ready in 35 minutes that but happened there's no times. way my mom was going to be like no we'll just sit and chill like that was not it was it was who yeah. I was traveling with it wasn't happening yeah it did happen a few times where we got back and we'd be like oh my god we have to go to dinner like because we would come back to the room and try to get some work done real quick or whatever because like nap time was really only the one day that we skipped dinner and you know every day we were like we're gonna nap and we never did because it was just you it just we were time going. just went so quickly but yeah there was an often at least three days we were, came back late from tours. There was, and they, every day they did a cocktail hour from five 30 to yep. six 30. And because our tour didn't get back until like six 30, they did the cocktail hour after dinner. And I think that might've been the night that everybody bonded. Okay. No, so the ours was always a before. And my mom is a creature of habit and likes her cocktail before dinner. Me too. And so we we had to go every night to the cocktail hour because we haven't mentioned with the food, alcohol is not always included. Mm -hmm. um, it is included in the cocktail hour. Wine and beer are included at dinners. Um, and, and lunch. At, at and meals. breakfast. <laughs> and breakfast because I got a mimosa at breakfast. But if you were to have, let's say, I got it later, an espresso martini, that you had to pay for. Yeah, but well, it was like two, six euros. I mean, the drinks that were was so cheap. It was nothing. My mom and I, after a week, and fairly heavier on the drinks at night, I would say we our bill was $88. Yeah, Jen and I yeah. spent 45 euros. 45. And uh, yeah, right. And and the, the bartenders were great and so nice. Even yes. soft drinks, by the way, you can you if you you can you can drink whatever you want when you're sitting in the restaurant during meal times. But even soft drinks outside of that that uh, cocktail hour are a charge. So, and I want to close with this one last thing since we're talking about alcohol. Unlike um, ocean cruising, you can bring whatever you want in, yes. on and off of this ship. If you have them open a bottle of wine for you, they do charge a corkage fee. But Jen and I brought the remnants, and we'll tell you this story next time. We brought the remnants of a bottle of gin that we um, no, bought. We totally bought it. From our hotel in Munich. Um, <laughs> and you could just walk right on with it. Like there was yeah. no luggage check. Like that was one of the things we opened the show with is just the fact that you can freely and I go. I had no idea. My mom was so angry because we were given a bottle of wine from our hotel in Budapest. And she was so excited because she was like, oh, I got a free bottle of wine. I'm so excited. And then I was like, no, you can't bring that on the ship. And we got on. She was none too happy with I me. So I Googled because Jen and I acquired this bottle of wine the night before in, or this bottle of gin the night before in Munich that, of course, we couldn't finish. That would have been deadly. Um, and I was like, oh, this was stupid. We were, we shouldn't have done this. What are we going to do? And I Googled and, and I was like, I think I can take it. So no questions asked. But when I ordered two tonics from the bar outside of the cocktail hour, I did have to pay for them. But I tipped generally and I didn't have to pay for the next two generously. Nice. And I didn't have to pay for the next two. Yeah. Anywho, with that, yes. with that, let's close out. We are going to come back next week and finish up our comparison and um, give you our tips and tricks and overall grades for these trips, which I think are both going to be pretty high. So we will see you next time, Mouska friends. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company.
Because we like you.